Hello, everybody. This is another episode of Abundant Thinking. Today, we have a very special guest on. This is Hernan C.S. He is one of the two hosts in the podcast show. Business bros. Business bros. And what he sets out to do is he helps out entrepreneurs and business owners in giving them tips on how to launch and grow their businesses. So Hernan, anything you want to say? Dude, um, thank you for having me on today. And uh, I'm excited to kind of share my my journey, my path, my lessons, all that stuff. So let's do it. Perfect. Thank you so much. I want to take you back right now. July 2018. I think that was a very <laughs> special time for you. It's when you started your podcast. <laughs> and I wanted to ask you, what made you want to start this podcast? Anything in specific or you kind of just did it with your brother? Yeah, man. Um, I first business I ever had was a computer repair company. And um, we started because basically we bought a house when I was 20 years old, my brother and I. And um, a few weeks after or a few months after buying the place, he got fired from his job. And so we kind of needed a way to, to get into making some more extra cash. So we started this computer repair company and um, it was doing good. But eventually my brother got his heartbroken girlfriend, dumped him. He decided to join the Navy. He bounced. And so I was left with this company. And uh, at that point, I had to shut it down. And I realized, dude, I just didn't know anything. I didn't know anything about business, period. I thought it was just about, you know, just sell some stuff and then you make some money. And that's cool. Um, I had employees and I paid them really well. Only problem was I didn't pay the state of California or Uncle Sam anything because I didn't know, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Uh, made, a, made a bunch of mistakes. Uh, but uh, I ended up going broke on that first venture. But that's when the, that entrepreneurial bug kind of bit me. I was like, okay. I kind of like this game. Let me play this game. Let me learn some rules on how this game is played and let's do this thing. Uh, so, you know, I started doing a bunch of different things. I went to, enrolled in tax school. I went back to school. I got my degree in accounting. Um, I got my real estate license, all those different things. But what I noticed is all of those businesses, they needed a way for you to get more clients. Uh, and I come, I'm, I'm an older dude now. So I come from a time when they had yellow pages and the internet wasn't around and that sort of stuff. So you, you, first business I had, we were passing out flyers. Like that, that's how we built it, right? Um, but this time around, like there's got to be something different. And I bumped into a guy on social, um, Gary V. You, you know who Gary V is? Yeah. Gary yeah, yeah. yeah. So he said something that I thought was super profound. He said, um, you're a marketing company first, everything else second, right? And I was like, at first I didn't, I didn't quite understand, but as I listened to more of his stuff, I kind of started getting an idea. I was like, okay, I get this. I get this. So I took a stab at like some YouTube videos, but I would spend like hours editing stuff and it would be like a three minute video. I was like, ah, oh, this is not, this takes too long. This is not really my thing. Um, I did door knocking. I did uh, phone calls. Uh, I would even ask the people the proverbial question like, hey, can I get like five minutes of your time, buy you a cup of coffee? Uh, a lot of no's, right? A lot of people saying, no, I'm not interested. No, I'm busy. No, blah, blah, blah. So I kind of forced my brother into this whole podcast space, right? He joined the Navy. He comes back eight years later. He doesn't know what he's going to do. Um, I get him involved in insurance because that's what I was doing at the time. And I was like, hey, dude, um, we're going to start this podcast. And my idea was pretty simple. I was like, look, who's the best podcaster I know? Joe Rogan, right? Big, big time uh, podcaster. And at the time, he had like almost a thousand episodes. And, uh, and so I thought, okay, cool. If I can get to a thousand like that would be dope. That means I would be as famous as Joe Rogan. I'd have millions of followers. Money wouldn't be an issue. You know, that sort of thing. Uh, I didn't 
didn't work out that way obviously right but uh it did send me on a path so i i had my brother commit to three years of doing this podcast thing and we're going to do this show uh monday through friday five days a week every single day uh and we we like hit it the first like i don't know 80 episodes or so like nobody listened <laughs> maybe like my mom and a, you know, a couple people here and there but it was really a place where james and i were just talking about our experiences what we know what we've learned figuring out how to get behind the mic how to actually record this thing edit it post it like all that stuff right and, and you know it took a while to, to kind of get that practice and then we decided to start interviewing people and then that kind of changed because not only was i able to make content a lot easier because it was interviewing somebody um i also started to learn a lot from these people like everybody who's out there is doing their thing has their lessons has their experiences and as i started to learn their stories or hear their stories i would learn some stuff too and then i take that little piece of advice implement it and it would make a huge difference dude so back 2013 or 2018 we just said we're gonna do a podcast we're gonna do it five days a week and hopefully we become super famous like Joe Rogan. That's, that was the that was the goal. That was the idea, dude. And I mean, fast forward today, we've done over 1,280 episodes. We've interviewed over a thousand entrepreneurs. Um, learned so much from so many different people. Have built a massive uh, network. Um, monetized the show. So it's it's been a it's been a hell of a ride, dude. Yeah, very good. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I think that's very inspirational, especially for somebody that's starting like me. It really helps helps me get a little bit further and understand that, you know, it's possible. And as long as you commit, stay consistent. I was going to bring that up. Actually, you've interviewed so many people over a thousand entrepreneurs. You're closing in on 1300 episodes. And I also want to add on your Instagram, you're extremely consistent. You're almost at 2000 posts. So that's very, very cool. I wanted to ask you, do you think that the episodes that you make right now, as far as your marketing and business content is something that you wish that at the time when your brother was in the Navy and when you didn't know what you were going to do for money next do you think that you uploading these episodes is kind of for the previous version of you that didn't know what they wanted to do or where they wanted to go um i don't know if i did it that way in hindsight yeah right so uh i'll give you this example like if i was gonna introduce you to my grandpa who's who passed away a long time ago right like 20 years ago um nothing but my memories of him is what i would be able to express to you Right. I, I could show you a picture. I could tell you stories. And, and that's the extent of what you would know about him. But I had over 1300 episodes of me talking to different people, expressing my opinions, sharing my thoughts, learning from other people, laughing. So like, who knows? We're recording this right now. But maybe my great great grandchildren are like, this is what it was like. Look, this is this him. This is personality. This is his voice. This is what he laughed like. This is what he looked like. This is what he thought. So, you know, in hindsight, it might be a cool thing to, to, to do that going forward. You know, it's been a way to connect with people. Um, I always, I always, uh, been in business for like over 20 something years and I've had some businesses that take off. I have had times where we make a lot of money and I have times where we're like dead broke, but what always pushes through are the relationships you have. When you think you're like at the end of the road, there's always somebody in your network that pops up randomly and is like, hey, I got a referral for you, or hey, I got a question for you, or hey, I got this opportunity for you. The relationships are really what make that biggest difference. So, you know, really, really hindsight, I think instead of like talking to yourself, it's more like having people to talk to you and having people to talk to um, and reach out to and, and get pieces of advice for. I think that's probably the best 
way to describe that. Gotcha. Yeah, that's a great point. And especially over 1300 episodes, almost, I'm sure you learned so many valuable lessons. And I wanted to ask out of all of your episodes, is there a certain memorable, maybe something that somebody said or advice somebody gave you that really stuck with you that you wanted to share? <laughs> um, I always go back to uh, one of the real estate agents that I interviewed really early on. His name's Gabe Mendes. Um, I remember interviewing him and he taught me something, not so much in his story, partially in his story, more so in who he became afterwards, but the, also the way he showed up, dude. Like, so I would, I would record this in this little, in the little room that I have in my house. Right. And so people would come over when I first started doing a uh, podcast, cause it wasn't internet based. This is pre COVID. So pre COVID people didn't do zoom chats and stuff as much. Right. Um, so people would come over we'd shake hands, sit down, record, um, but Gabe showed up different. Gabe showed up like all suited. He showed up with his camera guy. And so like on top of me making content with him, he was making content already. Uh, and he was kind of living that whole idea of if I put content out there, if I put my message out there, more people are going to know who I am and what I do. Uh, and, and so that was kind of a lesson that I learned from him. Plus his story is super inspirational. I mean, there were tears and everything and throughout his story, like where he came from, where what, what things he had to overcome. You look at him now, he's like one of the top names in real estate, especially here in San Diego. Uh, super top producer. Uh, he's, he's got a massive team and he's come a long way from where he was and when he was telling the story on the show when he came on to where he is today. And I think that's really one of the coolest things is not necessarily the episode you record, but again, like it's where that person is in that snapshot of time when you're with them. And then you watch them develop. I've had people on the show now run magazines. I've had people on the show now exited for like hundreds of millions of dollars in their companies. Like it's cool to be able to know them before and now know them after and be able to like send them an email, send them a DM and, and just, you know, shoot the shit for no reason. Yeah, that's very cool. That's crazy. I've actually seen some like game work before too. Just very crazy that you said that you've had him on the podcast before. Yeah, it's very... I think he's very articulate with how he speaks and he's he always tries to you know make his make people he's not trying to be more likable but he tries to make himself be more presentable if that makes sense and mm -hmm. that's a very good story that you shared yeah uh, he spent a lot of time in toastmasters by the way really yeah it makes him such an eloquent speaker a lot of people don't see the behind the scenes stuff dude that people do to get better yeah, no, that, that's for sure. And again, that's a good example. I got to do more of my research too on Gabe. <laughs> but I was going to ask you for your example on uh, Gary Vee that you said about, you know, before it's a business, you know, you're marketing your stuff, you're, you're doing your social media, et cetera. I wanted to ask, is there a certain amount of posts, whether it be on your Spotify, on your Instagram or anything that you try to let out a certain week? Is it always consistent? Is it kind of fluctuate, et cetera? So... <clears throat> I try to at least post one thing a day, right? The goal is to do at least one, if, even if it's a story or something, right? Um, it makes it easier when you have a podcast, especially because now you can take that thing, clip it up, turn one episode into 30 clips and you're set to go. It's one of the things that we offer as a service when you come on the show. Like when people book on the show, it's, a, it's an entire experience. Everything from when you go to our website to you book a spot, you get the reminder emails, you get the text messages, notifications, all these different things are built in because I want you as the guest to experience this, the whole process, right? Then you come on the show, we have a great episode, we create content. Most people who wanna create content and post on social media, 
they want to, they just don't have anything to put up, right? And so when they come on the show, it's me interviewing them. I'm asking them, basically it's about 10 simple questions that I kind of break down to get to know them and basically for that client to talk about themselves in the best light possible. And we turn around and we chop up that episode into short clips and sell it back to them. Give them the opportunity to have content to post on their social medias. But in the meantime, that's a clip that I can use and post on my stuff, right? And so, um, you know, is there a consistency? I don't know, man. Sometimes I'm in that 200 uh, view jail in TikTok. And then sometimes I'm like blowing up uh, and, and getting some, some great views. And sometimes my follower count goes up and sometimes the follower count comes down. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I kind of pay attention to that. But really, really what I'm trying to do is figure myself out. Like, what is, what is it that I like to talk about? What is it that, and, and when I do talk on the, on like lives to my like little Instagram uh, stories or whatever, usually I'm talking to myself. I like, I'm literally telling myself like, dude, you need to work harder, dude. You need to, you know, it's just one step at a time. Like, I'm glad you got up and you got this done. Like you can do this. Like I'm talking to myself. Right. And if anybody else connects with that, cool. But at the very least, um, you know, I also teach high school. So sometimes I'm talking to my, to my students in my class. And, and then, so it's kind of an inside thing for my, for my kids too. Like, Hey, you know, this is what we're going through, whatever. But, um, but yeah, man, like, I don't know if there's a consistency. I've seen so many different people talk about, you know, post three times a day or find the best time. And you can look at your data and your stats and your analytics and look at all this stuff and figure it out. Um, but the truth is, what is it that you're what is it that you want to do? Like, what is it that you want to accomplish? What do you want to learn more about? And then just post everything you possibly can about that. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's a big part of just social media in general. People are always trying to figure out the system. But at the end of the day, I like how you said it. It's kind of what works best for you, you know, consistency, et cetera. Are you familiar with Alex Hermosi at all? Hell yeah. You know, he's going to be in San Diego in April. Really? All right, so I'm gonna give you a little heads up. Do you know who Billy Jean is marketing? No. Okay, so I want you to look up Billy Jean is marketing. Uh, he's here okay. in San Diego. He does a marketing class that uh, I do office hours for. They just launched one that started in, in January. Um, but in April, he's going to have a graduation event and his guest speaker is gonna be Alex Ramosi. And I think tickets are like a dollar or something like that. Maybe like 90, 90 maybe a hundred bucks or a dollar. Sometimes he has a dollar promo. Sometimes he has hundred dollar promos, whatever it is. Uh, but you want to go watch Alex Hermosley talk here in San Diego, maybe get a chance to meet him. There's an opportunity. Wow. And even a dollar. That's crazy. That's, that's very interesting. I feel like you have connections to everybody now, huh? <laughs> it, dude, it's true. It's cool. I feel like I'm, I'm so close. Like that degree of separation. It's like, get, it gets smaller. Yeah. I was going to mention for the Alex Hermosley example, he actually, the tweets that he puts out or for himself he says he has to remind himself of the things he has to do so i find that interesting that you say the same thing you post on your instagram for yourself to remind yourself and i think in a way this could be a trend that kind of you know there's so many pieces of information that you have to remember so many different data points that not even posting for other people posting for yourself is a good way for you to not only provide value for other people around you because chances are you're not the only person going through you know the same things as other people but kind of just increasing your audience while at the same time doing it for yourself you know if it's intrinsically motivating you have more of a chance of doing it yourself rather than you know relying on extrinsic motivation i find that very interesting that you say that and 
continuing continuing on with Alex Ramosi. Alex Ramosi, I would say, is somebody that I definitely look up to. And I remember in one of your posts, you mentioned how finding a mentor is a really good way of, you know, getting better as a person, expanding whatever whatever it be in your uh, area of life. How do you recommend for somebody to go about finding their mentor or getting in touch with somebody they look up to? Yeah, dude. Well, first of all, you're already doing it. Right. Like a podcast is one of the greatest tools. Remember, I told you earlier, I'd ask people like if they wanted to have a cup of coffee, maybe pick their brain. <clears throat> a lot of the answers was like, nah, I make my own coffee. Nah, I don't have time. But you say, hey, would you like to be on my podcast? We could talk about you, your business, what you're doing. All of a sudden, I started getting a lot of yeses, like almost 1300 yeses. Right. So like it's, it's come a, a long way. And I think that is probably one of the first and foremost ways where you can start meeting these people that you actually want to work with because you're bringing them something of value, right? Um, and maybe not like the Alex or Moses who don't need any money, right, at all. But Alex has laid out such a great framework. Like his website has so much value. He's literally telling you, look, dude, I'm going to give you everything you need so that you can get to that $3 million marker. And once you're there, let's talk about blowing it up, right? And, and that's a filter that he's putting out there. Like he's like, look, this is everything you need to do do it. If you're not the type of person who's going to do it, then you're not the type of person that I want to mentor anyways, and you're not going to be in my, in my circle. But if you are, if you do these things, if you establish yourself, we need to have a conversation because you're my people, right? And that's, that's kind of cool about uh, a lot of these mentors. They all have, uh, most of them have books, most of them have courses, most of them have seminars. And even though you might not be one-on-one -on -one with them, it's pretty damn close. So like, you know, start with the books, and then once you have a little bit of revenue, enter some of the courses uh, and then implement what you learn and show the example. People love to say, you know, uh, I did this, I did that. But the probably the best thing is to be able to teach somebody like I don't, you don't have kids yet. I don't know if you've ever taught anybody anything, but when the light bulb goes off and they're like, ah, I got it. That's one of the best feelings as as a mentor, as a teacher, as a parent. Right. Because you have uh, given value to somebody and they now um, interpret and understand the value that you've given them, right? They get it. It all of a sudden makes sense. So you want to like go one-on-one -on -one with Alex? Implement. You want a mentor from Alex? Get his book, $100 million offers. Go to his website. I think it's like customeracquisition.com or something like that, right? Like or acquisition.com, whatever it is. Learn his stuff, implement his stuff. And at the very least, you're learning from him Maybe not directly, but you're learning from him. And who knows, dude, you might open up a spot where all of a sudden you're on the same stage. Like, uh, so the Billie Jean thing, right? I did the coursework and um, I, I happen to be named genius of the year in 2021 for his course, which is awesome. So I got to go and speak on the stage. Same stage as Les Brown, same stage as Damon Johnson, same stage that now Alex Mosey is going to be on. Right. That's cool. And I keep saying like all those little things are just little steps that are getting you in that direction. Who knows? You might never meet them, but you might. Yeah, that's, that's super cool. You said that. I was actually right about to bring up the whole genius of the year thing. I was going to ask you about it. Thank you for sharing. I, I find it really inspiring uh, because most of my episodes, you know, I do by myself and uh, produce small content, but talking to somebody else and seeing kind of how our different experiences align or misalign and how I want to get from point A to B and seeing what your visions for the future are very interesting. I wanted to ask you as far as courses go, I know a lot of people and myself included nowadays are shying away from the whole uh, courses industry because 
it seems like there's so many, you know, scam artists or people who are like claiming that they're super good in a field. So if you have anything to say about it, do you, is there a way for people to double check or make sure that they're going to get their money's worth for what they're investing their money into? Yeah, dude, just interview people who've gone through it. So I'm going to, I'm going to tell you this. Um, I've gone through a lot of different courses, almost all of them. I'm going to say 99.9% .9 of them. I learned stuff from, but also 90% of them. I don't implement what I learned. And that's where people feel like they lose their money, right? Because they, they have this assumption when they go into a course that when they complete the course, they're going to be a millionaire or when they complete the course, they're going to have hundreds of thousands of followers. And that's just not the case, right? How many graduates from high school graduate and then sign a $3 million signing bonus to start their job? Like it doesn't happen that way. You're given the tools. Now it's up to you to implement what you've learned and put them into play. And the people who actually do that are going to mess up, are going to make mistakes, are going to work through, are going to really understand the content that they're getting. And then it's going to succeed for them. It doesn't succeed for them overnight. Right. And that's, that's kind of the thing about like when I took the Billie Jean, the whole genius of the year thing, um, I was already doing my podcast. I was already doing those things. But when I went in, I learned how to kind of tweak things. I created a funnel, which I didn't have before in the past. I learned how to market it correctly. And that's what turned a nice, fun hobby podcast. That was just, you know, referrals here and there, building a network into something that actually monetized and made money along the way. Um, and it, it kind of opened up a whole new animal and a whole new beast in and of itself. But again, it's because I went to the course and I implemented, right? That's the key. So start off with the reviews and, and see what people are saying about the course. Um, and then, and, and kind of research the person there's it's the internet, dude, you can find all kinds of good stuff and bad stuff about the people who you're, who you're learning from and then pick one and go for it. And usually when you have big names, um, like Alex's course, or like a lot of them have free stuff, dude, so much cool, free stuff, so much stuff in books. Like uh, you should have like an audible account and you should be listening to uh, like audiobooks like all the time just to learn stuff in the content field that you're, that you're learning from. But learning is only part of the, uh, part of the, the whole process. You have to implement, you have to just make the mistakes and, and you learn as you go. Like you're using Podcastle, for example, great program. I actually had an account already cause I was, I was checking it out. Um, but you want me to show you my process? Sure. All right, let me show you that dude. So here, I'm gonna share my screen right quick. So I use a platform called StreamYard. Right. Okay. And the, the, the reason why I use StreamYard, hopefully you can uh, you can hear the audio when I come in here, when I play stuff. But the reason I use StreamYard is because I can create a podcast episode just like you did over there, um, just like you did with your stuff. This up here a little bit. And um, we're allowed to do a couple different things. So one is normally when I create a uh, let me go over here. Normally when I create a recording, I can choose the places where I can live stream to. So we live stream to multiple platforms at one time, right? Then when we're in here, we're actually doing the live streaming. Um, as, as people comment on the different social platforms, it'll show up here. We can populate the comment live on the stream and then conversate about it live as the show is going on. If we wanted to do that, we could add banners. So we add, you know, lower uh, tickers at the bottom, lower thirds, um, do all those cool things. Then the branding stuff comes in. So you can add the names, you can add logos in the upper right hand corner if you wanted to. You could, uh, you could add animated GIFs to the background if you wanted to. Uh, I, I'm, I was a fan of video clips. So like, I don't know, when people are saying stuff, I just like all of a sudden drop. 
right? Stuff like that. Uh, with a click of a button, you can intro your show. Right? So all this stuff is pre-populated. I do fire intros, you can change the background and it's all with the click of a button. So if you're self-producing, you can go from, you know, the, the, the Zoom look to something that looks professionally produced with just a couple clicks, right? And then you've already streamed, again, you've already streamed to multiple platforms. So every time you record, not only do you have an intro, do you have an outro, do you have the background, everything looks cool. You're saving time in post-edit because you're already posted on all these social platforms. And then you can take your stuff, take it to like an AI platform or whatever, and then all of a sudden you can turn your, uh, stop sharing right here. All of a sudden you can turn your full episode that took you less time to produce looks good. It's a quality program. The person who's sitting on your show all of a sudden is like, Oh, I've never been on a podcast like this before. This is pretty cool. Right. Uh, and, and it's, it's all branded to you. And then you take that, chop it up into short clips, use it for your social media and start building that, that rapport. I mean, for me early on, the, the hardest thing was the post edit. Right? You can do the recording. That's the fun part. You get to interview somebody, you get to learn that. That's cool. But then you got to take the MP3. Then you got to take the MP4. Then you got to chop it up. Then you got to add your intro. Then you got to get clips, like all that stuff, dude. Man, we live in a world of AI and smart tools. Like it, that's the thing about implementing, right? You, I, when, I, when we first started, audio only, right? No cameras. As we progressed, we added cameras and then... COVID hit, we had to switch things up. We started doing it on the internet. That's when StreamYard came into play. And then we just kept getting StreamYard feedback, me and a bunch of other users, of course. And they just add more features, add more features. And all of a sudden, it's, it is what it is, dude. It's a, it's a really cool program. Yeah, it's very cool. Thank you so much for sharing that. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm obviously, got a lot to learn as far as all the different softwares. This is kind of just stumbled upon the podcast. And I was like, you know what? I mean, as long as we're... At first, I, I'm first beginning, so I was like, this this is going to get the job done, at least for now. Uh, thank you so much for showing me that. That was actually really cool. I wanted to ask you as far as, you know, you showed me the how you can add those special effects and the different branding options. Could you do that all from the back end, like while you're streaming? Oh, yeah, I do it while I'm streaming. So when you see our show, like the any episode you watch on YouTube, that is all live streamed. So everything, the intros, the outros, all that is done live. I don't go back and do any post edit on that at all okay oh, very cool and yeah i like how you brought up the fact that you used to you know have no cameras and everything because that's kind of uh, the sphere that i'm in right now i think um posting on social media is a lot easier when you do have the camera and you know you can chop it up into short clips like you were saying but do you have any advice for people that might not necessarily have the equipment to do the whole camera thing and might not be in the phone the phone, dude. I mean, most iPhones can shoot in 4K already. Like, there is no reason. Plus, not just that, dude. You use your phone, and almost every social platform will both. So TikTok and Instagram both have pretty good editors built in, right? And so you can you can use CapCut for TikTok. You can use uh, Instagram's editor. Download the video before it, before you post it, and now you have it. You can. I mean, you can turn around, take that and remaster it, take it to your Adobe Premiere Pro, whatever you want. But like your phone is there. When we first started using video, we used the, I forgot the name of the, the, the actual hardware we used, but it connected Wi-Fi to our phone. So our phones were literally our cameras. We'd set up the camera and that's what, that's what we used. That's what recorded us. And the phone quality was actually better. I'm, I'm just on a regular laptop one, 
but I have a, a DSLR camera that I have as well. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, it's not a big deal. You know, cause you're scrolling all the time. Sometimes you see some really professionally awesome produced stuff. And sometimes it's just the dude talking on his cell phone camera and he's got like a million views too. So it's not really the, the, to me, it's not that effect. The better the camera, the more quality of the product you're going to put. But at the same time, what people don't realize is when you're using some of these third party things, all that has to be put together somewhere. You have to take the SIM card out the camera. You have to connect it and you have to take the video and then throw it in your Adobe. Take the video from your phone. Like it, there's a lot of different stuff, dude. I try to keep it simple. I just don't have that much time in the day. Of course, I got you. Completely understandable. So do you just hook up the phone then to like a microphone and connect your audio to it? Is that what you used to do? Um, yeah. So uh, there was this... What was the name of the platform we used to use? Um, it, it looked like a it looked like a modem, dude. Um, it was uh, I don't remember off the top of my head, but uh, it looked like a modem, and it all it did it literally literally was connect the phone to the modem and then send us a signal. We we literally do it on Sling Studio. There it is. That's what it's called. It's called Sling okay. Studio. Um, and it, yeah, we'd connect the the cameras, and it's connected Wi-Fi. It shoots it all to the laptop. So while I was doing the interview, James was handling all the switching the cameras and doing all that stuff. Uh, but it was a pain in the butt, dude, because we'd have to take this like box of equipment, microphones and our cell phones and all that stuff and set up when we would do like mobile stuff all the time. So it was crazy. But um, yeah, dude, come a long way. The cameras on the laptops today are even good enough anyways. Yeah, gotcha. All right. Thank you so much. I wanted to thank you once again for coming on the podcast. So where can people find your all your work at? Yeah, man. Uh, at Business Bros Pod is all our stuff. So um, businessbros.biz uh, is our website. At Business Bros Pod for all our social media. Uh, check us out. Drop us a line. Let me know if you guys need any advice, help, or just want to be a guest on the show. Thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate it. Thank you again for coming on the podcast. And I'll talk to you guys soon.